Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. A big man, huh? A big one. We need big ideas and we need them now. What a good idea. This is the Jesse Kelly Show on KPRC 950. Here's Jesse Kelly. 
am happy to announce this is my last day here. I'm just kidding. Not in that way. I love you, KPRC. I'm not going anywhere, KPRC listeners. Don't freak out. On Monday, when you turn on this show, 5 o'clock Central Time, and you want your history story, and you want your goofing off, and all that, I'm going to be right here talking to you. However, this is going to be an open marriage now, people. I realize we're a bit of a family show, but we got to go open marriage now. Meaning, you're sharing me from now on, starting Monday. This is the last show. I'm all yours. On Monday, we go national syndication, nationwide. I have a plenty of people I, sh- I could thank for that, but really, I just want to focus on myself. 1692. New England, probably ringing some bells for some of you, the Salem Witch Trials. Let's hold up real quick, though. Before we get to that, there are a couple things you need to understand about this time. Because like so many things that we look back on, you study something or you read about something, you watch a documentary on something, You get all these details and you learn all these things about it. Or maybe you learn about it in history class. Oh, this guy did this and that person did that and this. But then over time, as your brain gets filled up with a million and one other things, things become extremely simplified, oversimplified. Or if you've never learned about it at all, what do you know about it? Oh, they, they, we, we, everyone got accused of being witches and we burned them all. That's what people think, right? And nobody was burned. That didn't happen. But something we don't talk about enough going into things like that is what happened before that. A couple of things you need to understand. One, this was a Puritan society. Now, a lot of people think they know what the Puritans believe, but this is an essential part of what Puritans believed. And understand that Puritans basically were the government. There was some loose government But this is 1692. There is no United States as of this point. We are a colony, an English colony. And the Puritans are kind of running the show. And part of what the Puritans believed was you're going to hell, probably. And there is no saving faith. You don't know whether or not you're going to burn in hell for eternity when you die until you die. And there's no way to know. Sorry. If that seems a little dark, it's a little dark. If that seems like something that would create some stress in your life, it does. And that was part of it. And you were required by law to go to church. There's no waking up Sunday morning. Oh, honey, I just got... Feel a little sick today. No, 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 no. You're going to church. Required by Puritan law. Very different society. Women, much more so then than today, and I realize this still exists today, that's just biology, felt extreme amounts of pressure to get married. 
That was not a, well, I'll wait and settle down. Let me get my career going thing. I just need to find the perfect guy thing. Now, yes, they wanted to find the perfect guy just like you, but it was a severe source of stress if you wanted to get married and couldn't. Also, smallpox epidemic. We were just coming off of that. Getting these people extremely familiar with death in dire situations, and you start praying, and you start going to fortune tellers, and you start looking for answers. Oh, and did I mention Indians? This is a war-torn part of New England. We don't think about it that way. We always think about everybody's in a bonnet, and daddy's out back chopping firewood, and yes, there was an occasional uprising. No, 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 no. The French and the English combined with the Indians We're always fighting at this point in time. Huge, long-lasting, bloody, gross wars. On top of the fact, there's no news. Now, you might be saying to yourself, woohoo, that was a better time, and I can't necessarily say you're wrong, but there's not even a newspaper. Things travel word of mouth, and you know that old game you used to play in school, or at least you've heard about it, telephone, where you all line up in a line, and the person on one end gets it whispered in his ear, the dog is chasing the cat. And that's it's always a simple sentence like that, and he has to whisper in the person to his right's ear, the dog is chasing the cat, and that person whispers, the dog is chasing the cat. And you go down the line of 25 people, and by the time it gets to the end, They check the end and see what he heard, and he said, there's a fat hog out back. That's how the game works, and that's real life. Everybody puts their own spin on things. People hear what they want to hear. Things don't come across right, so rumor mills travel like that. Now, Mercy Lewis was her name. 1676, we're backtracking just a little bit. She's living with her parents, her grandparents, her cousins, her uncles. The Wabanaki Indians descend on them and kill everybody except for her and her parents. They barely manage to escape. She gets out. They escape that particular area. Then some years later, 1689, the Wabanaki Indians again attack where she lives. This time they kill her parents. This is a child who has grown up and known nothing but death and destruction of everybody she loves. She moves to a little town called Salem Village. Now, let me clarify for you. Salem Village is not the Salem you know today, and it wasn't back then either. There was Salem, and then there's Salem Village. The Salem Witch Trials really took place in Salem Village, the tiny place. And in that tiny place, there was a man in charge. The man in charge was the minister. His name was Samuel Paris. He was the Puritan minister. And he had a couple daughters, Elizabeth and Abigail. They were 9 and 11. And these daughters, for whatever reason, faked, not faked, epileptic, epileptic, who knows, started to have seizures. Outbursts of screaming. Talk about throwing themselves into the family fire. 
Minister starts looking around, thinking to himself, well, this isn't good. Fast forward a little bit. These girls, they say they're bewitched. And not only do they say they're bewitched, um, they start naming names. And they're random names, too. Well, this slave is one of the witches. Her name was uh, Tituba. Oh, this well-to-do person, she's one of the witches, too. This person's a witch. This person's a witch. And before you know it, a fire has started and a special court has been appointed and we're putting people on trial, accusing them of being witches without evidence. Then the hanging started. But that's not the craziest thing about the Salem witch trial. I'll tell you what that thing is in just a second. accusing people of being witches. They're accusing men. They're accusing other women. They're accusing ministers. They're accusing slaves. They're accusing all kinds of people. You remember I brought up Mercy Lewis, whose parents and grandparents and cousins and uncles were all killed by Indians. She was one of the worst offenders. She accused people, and the people she accused died. Six of them. Swinging from the gallows. One of them, his name was Giles Corey, was tortured to death. Essentially, they pressed him by stones. It was a medieval form of torture. They laid you down and put heavy stones on you to get you to confess to something. Well, he knew he was going to hang either way, so this dude just didn't confess to anything and did it until he died. (laughs) What a beast. One of the people she accused died in jail. Ugly, ugly event in history. It went from spring of 1692 to about fall of that year. And then people really started waking up in New England saying, what what are we doing here? This is not right. We're accusing people. What? This is not right. Five years later, 10 years later, they started actually giving reparations to the families of the people who were killed. But two huge things stood out to me when reading about Salem witch trials. One. Most of the people who went to the gallows, it was the poor people. Oh, plenty of rich, well-to-do people got convicted, but because Salem Village was just a tiny little place, the jail they housed most of these people in was in Boston. You know, a bunch of the rich people managed to, quote, escape jail in Boston. And look, let's not be naive here. 
they escaped because somebody put a large purse full of a lot of coinage in the jailer's hands to look the other way. But you know, the thing that stuck out to me more than anything else when reading about the Salem witch trials, it wasn't the young women going crazy and breaking under interviews because that's what people do. They break under questioning. They didn't torture these people to confess, by the way. There's some sleep deprivation, but contrary to popular belief, they're not sitting them in there pulling their fingernails out. It was a young girl sitting there surrounded by, you know, the quote cops of the time. Are you a witch? Are you a witch? And just flat out finally confessing, even when they weren't. Oh, yeah, I am. And guess what? Sarah is too. It wasn't that. It wasn't the hangings. It wasn't the torture. It wasn't the Puritan stuff. It wasn't the Indian attacks. None of that stuff. None of that stuff stood out to me as the thing that I found most shocking about it. You know what I found most shocking? You remember those two girls? Elizabeth and Abigail, the 9- and 11-year-old girls. Do you know how they discovered, quote, unquote, that they were bewitched? You ready for this? The town doctor diagnosed them as being bewitched. I'm not bagging on doctors. I'm not. As I've always said, I understand this is controversial. Doctors are just like teachers. Most of them are utterly useless or average, but you get one great one. It will change or save your life, the rest of your life. I had plenty of useless teachers. Every teacher's a saint. That's a bunch of crap. I had a bunch of teachers that clearly did not want to be there, but I had one or two great ones that I still stay in contact with to this day. You want to know why? You get to geek out on history with me every single night. You want to know why? Because I had one great history teacher in the fifth grade. And while the rest of them were, okay, class, open up your books to 55, this guy would storm into the classroom with a stick in his hands and say, we're going to talk about Spartans cutting people's heads off today. One year, one year of that. And I fell in love with history the rest of my life. One great teacher. And doctors are the same. Doctors are not saints. Doctors are not gods. Doctors are not all-knowing. Doctors have prescribed heroin for coughs. Doctors have held down babies who were teething and lanced their gums to try to relieve the pain. Doctors are just people. They're just people. And so when I see things like Dr. Fauci wants a national stay-at-home order. And I also see things like Dr. Fauci, he is polling better than anyone in the United States of America for popularity. I'm mortified. I am mortified. You remember that show we did a few days ago, the Milgram experiment with the guy in the lab coat telling you to shock him, and I see how it happens. You all see a doctor, and he sounds reasonable. 
And look, Dr. Fauci is probably a wonderful doctor at stopping the spread of a disease. He probably is. But America is not a disease. We are treating America as if it's a disease. Dr. Fauci is an advisor. He is not a czar. He is not an emperor. Dr. Fauci, now, two weeks from now, end of April, is going to walk in front of Trump's office. He's going to sit down at Trump's desk, and he is going to recommend every single time We need more quarantines. We need more this. People have to stay home. People have to do this. We need more quarantines. We need more quarantines. We have to keep the nation shut down. Why? Because he has one interest and one interest in the world. And that interest is stopping the spread of the disease. That's fine. He absolutely should have a seat at the table. He should be listened to by President Trump. He should not always have his advice followed. That's insane because America is many things. America is not a disease. America is so many different things we can't list them all. And we're choking all of those things to death by treating America as if it's a disease. And I am floored, floored at how many people have accepted this as being necessary. You understand something, and I'm going to give this to you straight here. Me and my community college education, almost three years, not to brag. You understand that not a single person on the planet says we're going to have a vaccine by the end of April. We're not going to have one by the end of May. We're not going to have one by the end of June. We're not going to have one by the end of July. Even if they got one, they need like a year to test the thing out. We can either keep America locked down and become a third world nation, or we will have to figure out a way to function as a nation while living with this virus. I understand that makes you uncomfortable. I do. That's reality. You don't always have to listen to the good doctor. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's Jake's Mint. 
chew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.